What is up, guys? Welcome to the Tony and Dakota podcast. Today, we have a special virtual guest that Tony's going to introduce. I always like to surprise people, so we always do a deep dive into our guests. Let's see if I get this right. Angela Mouth Weeks Barnard. Is that is that the full name? So it's Moon is my middle name, but it's like it's spelled really weird because my mom or my mom is from Thailand and, and Laos, so it's like an Asian kind of name. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like moon. Yeah, like the moon in the sky, but you just silence the silence the TH, which is weird, I know, but that's how it's pronounced. The TH and the U. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh Angela, I got to know her best through her husband. So Ian Barnard is her husband. And uh, Ian went to the same middle school as me. And then we kind of split up in, in high school, but the Barnard family was always so inviting, uh, abundant, like really cool people to talk to, really kind, really genuine. And uh, uh, I think it was you, Angela, that reached out to me and said, hey, we're going to come to the Real Estate Investors Association near you. Ian really wanted to like get his feet wet, learn about real estate. And I was like, that would be so awesome. And then after talking to Angela for a little while, I realized that she's in the top 1% of podcasters. She runs the Intentional Mind podcast, which has so many cool mindfulness snippets. And really, you can hear Angela's journalism, uh, networking, uh, the IPEC coaching, the NLP stuff she's done. You can hear all of that come out in her podcast because it ends up being like a, a mindfulness moment type of experience where when you're listening to Angela, you're kind of getting like a personal development lesson, basically. So I wanted to have Angela on and ask her more about what she does, how she does it, how she helps people, and how her event went, the Intentional Life Retreat this past weekend in Shipshawana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how how was that how, what did you guys do it was amazing so we had this event that my friends and I had hosted in Shipshawana and it was it was a two-day event so speakers for two days in a row all day long and then on Saturday night we had a VIP night where we hosted a nice dinner and people got dressed up and they came out and then we had some speakers there um, while we were at the event, I taught a dance, and then we ended up crashing a wedding later that night, all doing that dance. So that was really fun. Um, but yeah, it was just an, an event focused on helping people intentionally design their life. So we had speakers focused on like key areas that we thought were essential to intentionally designing your life. So everything from clarifying your vision to being intentional with your energy. Those are the topics I spoke about execution, actually following through on whatever you set out to do. What does that look like? We talked about having an abundant mindset and how you get to bless other people because you show up abundantly and just really like honing in on that mindset and showing up that way. And then we also had some work with some couples stuff. Like we had a couples panel, we got into some relationship stuff. So there was a lot, it was a, a broad range of topics, but that's what we covered at the event. And it was awesome and so much fun. Hmm. I was talking to somebody this morning, actually, about uh, execution, and they believe that uh, you either have it or you don't. 
And then for me, I feel like execution is actually very easy. It's figuring out the vision, the other part about what you talk about, that's more difficult for me. So uh, my question to you is like, uh, how do you find that vision? And then how do you clarify? Like if you had three simple steps or like, you know, something that somebody could take away that they could do or implement. And then also I am curious about which one you think is a problem or it is person by person basis. So I think there's a lot of people like you, Dakota, who do struggle with the vision side of it and actually taking the time to think about what you want, or they put a lot of pressure on themselves for it to be really crystal clear. And I just want to emphasize that it doesn't have to be crystal clear. In fact, you just need to know the direction that you want to go. You need to be clear about the direction you want to go. And I always say that contrast equals clarity. So when I'm doing work with people around getting clear on their vision or their goals, I like to make note of what they don't like in their life, what is not happening the way that they want. And you start there and then you're like, well, what would you like to happen in this area? And another way to look at it too is thinking about each area of your life. So if you separate your life into different categories, like your career, your relationships, your health, and other areas uh, might be home, spirituality, those kinds of things, separate it into care or different categories. And then you decide like, how do you feel about each of those areas? And let's say you rate it on a scale of one to 10 and you're like, I'm at a six about my career. Then I might say something like, what is it going to take to move you to an eight? And we like to start with the rational mind because sometimes it's really hard for people to get into that imaginary kind of state, that higher awareness thinking. So if you point out what you don't like and you kind of categorize it or you like grade it, that's a good way to baby step yourself into setting a goal. And then then you, if you do this with each area of your life, then you can create a vision for your entire life. Hmm. That's the way I take people through it. And I find that to be really helpful. Have you been thinking about investing in real estate? It's not like what you see on HGTV. We created a course to show you how to really invest and create a profitable flipping and wholesaling business. We show you where to find the money, how to find the deals, and how to negotiate the deals. We go over live sales calls, including negotiations, scripts, role-playing, and so much more. Everything that you need to know to flip houses is in this course. And if there's a video that we didn't make that you want, we'll make it for you. This knowledge has made us well over a million dollars and it's available right now for $9.97. Click the link below, buy the course. How did you get into what you do now? So it looked like you had done some uh, human resources type work and then you've helped people uh, move from the military into something, you know, get into the regular, regular, quote unquote, regular job world. And now maybe you're focusing more on helping uh, folks who are kind of stuck, who want to change the course of their life. Do you, how did you get into that? Uh, what trainings have you taken? And uh, what do you think is most helpful for people who want to change something? Okay, so let me go back to how I got into this work. So I started off my career working in mental health. And while I was in that role, I, I got into a leadership role very quickly at a young age, managing a lot with a lot of responsibility. And I watched a lot of people around me just show up really feeling like almost like zombies, acting like zombies in their life, you know, counting down the hours until they got to go home, that kind of life they were living. And these are people that were my leadership. So I looked at that and I was like, I don't want a life like that. 
where I'm just counting down the hours of my life, waiting until I go home, waiting till the weekend, waiting till I retire. So that really woke me up around what I wanted for my life. So then I started listening to a lot of personal development type things. I started noticing a commonality between those I like to listen to that a lot of them had a lot of training and coaching and things like that. So then I started pursuing the path of coaching. Um, and while I was doing that work, I was also a broadcast journalist in the army. So after I got out of my role in the army, I also like, I've always, always kind of been obsessed with like intentionally living your life and communicating intentionally. I think it goes hand in hand. Like that's how you create amazing results in your life is you learn how to communicate very intentionally and you're intentional with your energy and the way you show up. So anyways, um, while I was building my coaching business, after I got out of the army, I also was recruited to teach people around how to speak in front of the camera during national crises, like everything from terrorism to natural disasters. And I really started honing in on my skills around communication, but it blended in what, what, what I was learning around coaching. And then as I started getting career coaching clients, helping people that were also feeling like they didn't want to just be on a hamster wheel, counting down the hours of their life, felt like they were meant for more kind of thing. I noticed that I was also teaching them around communication and influence. So I kind of like I hold, honed in on those two skill sets, like intentional life design and intentional communication. So now today I teach people on both things, how to intentionally design your life. And I also teach around the intentional communication and the consulting side of my business. That's where I rely on the communication side more. Um, I teach people how to speak in front of the camera when it comes to a TEDx talk. So not only land a TEDx talk, but also how to write one and how to deliver one. So that's one portion of my business. And I also teach persuasive communication in the workplace. While I still have my career coaching clients and my like life and career coaching programs. So I'm the person that's doing a million different things, but I was led into those things. Like many of us have been led into something due to contrast around what I didn't want. When I realized what I didn't want, I got clear on what I did want and I started pursuing those paths. Awesome. So the uh, the other part that I was thinking about was the execution. So we talked a little bit about the vision. What about the people who cannot execute? So they got the idea, you know, like, hey, I want to go run a business. I want to do this. And then they just don't execute on anything or they start to execute. And then it just, you know, for whatever reason, they follow up. I notice a lot of people get inconsistent. What are what are some tips for people like that? Yeah. So it's like anything you got to train to be the person that you want to be. You don't just end up being that person. So when we think about training for anything, like let's pretend you want to run a race, you want to train for it. There's a plan that you need in place. You need to start, let's, you need to start thinking like a runner would, let's say it's a marathon you want to train for. You got to start thinking like a marathon runner. How do you know what they're thinking? You study them. Another part of that training plan is, is actually um, surrounding yourself with other runners so I think when it comes to execution, I believe the reason why people aren't executing is because they're not training their brain to execute and they're not putting themselves in the right environment. If you, I mean, you guys know from your experience in your work, those that are most successful when it comes to property investing in, in that space, they surround themselves with other people who are doing it. And they've learned from people who have done it and they've adopted the mentality and started thinking like that person every day. They started very intentionally setting up those habits. And again, who are you surrounding yourself with? Because the way the human brain works is we learn from environment and what's around us. 
So I believe if you're not executing, you have a piece of that missing, either the mindset around it that you need to be honing in on um, or the habit or the environment. And it's all of those things that you need to be successful to actually follow through. Uh, when it comes to getting on stage and then booking out stages, that's something that uh, Dakota and I have talked about doing more of in the past, either individually or together. When it comes to getting on other people's stages, other people's podcasts, other people's, uh, you know, there are a lot of different things you can do from webinars to podcasts to speaking at local events. Mm -hmm. um, how do you help people get on stages? Is there like a blueprint that you use to help them market or uh, reach out and figure so out? The reach out piece, like obviously you need to be reaching out and advocating for yourself. But the way you go about it, that is crucial in you actually getting booked to either speak on a podcast or, you know, at, at, at some event. Because a lot of people, and I'll tell you this, like I get pitches to come on my podcast. I probably have over a hundred pitches right now in my email box. Most of them I don't even open. I don't even, I might see the beginning of it and I, I don't even click on it. And I'll tell you, it's because of the energy that person is showing up from. When you show up from an energetic place of it's all about me, hey, I'm a New York Times bestselling author, 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 and I have three books, and I have a TEDx talk, and I want to come on your podcast so I can share about that. No offense, but I don't care because it doesn't, doesn't benefit me. It takes a lot of work to, you know, as you guys know, to run a podcast and research someone that's going to be a guest on there. But when you're coming in with it's just about me, I want to highlight me that energy isn't attractive to me. Mm -hmm. So you really need to come from an anabolic place. That's what I call it, where it's a we win perspective. And it's like, hey, like I, I've been listening to your podcast. I noticed that you don't have an episode on XYZ thing. And I really feel like I could benefit your audience with my knowledge around that thing. And I promise that I will share it with my audience as well. So it's like, you're, you're willing to contribute. I will tell you the majority of people that pitch me to come on my podcast, I just wish I could talk to their publicists, like people that are pitching me. Cause I'm like, if you just came from a different energy place or you showed up and you gave right away, like I noticed that you already wrote a review or you did something like that, then I'm more likely to listen to you because the energy is different. It's not a me, me mentality. It's a, it's a we, and I want to serve. And those are the people I personally want to spend time with. So that would be my recommendation is, Notice the energy behind your messaging and be very intentional with your word choice because some words carry anabolic energy and some words carry the catabolic energy and that's the resistant energy. And that's like me, I, that, you know, like you're focused on yourself, ego stuff. So if someone reads a lot of that in a message, it's going to trigger that kind of energy for them, which will actually resist them wanting to bring you on. So what would be an example of the opposite of that? Like, so you used I me uh what's the what's an example of like uh different things like you audience us with yeah that so inclusive language so we um you might say like i noticed that we both have this in common so the way if you go back to like the way the brain is wired to tribal mentality if you can show what you have in common with me and that right away i'm gonna like you and it's gonna feel like a friend and i'm gonna want to help you like i would a friend so you really want to include like what you have in common, um, how you can help them. You would say, I would be so honored 
to be a guest on your podcast. So it's all about them using the words honor. Um, I'm curious if you'd be open to a collaboration, curiosity, collaboration. Those were our words of the higher energetic state. And those are like a lot around my work. I teach a lot around influence and communication. And that's why I'm able to help a lot of my clients get amazing opportunities is because I look at the energy behind the way they're communicating and what word choice is going to lead to that other person wanting to work with them or choose them for an opportunity. And it's like you, like you were alluding to Dakota, it's like the inclusive language. Are you letting deals fall through the cracks because you don't have good systems in place? We've been there before. And honestly, we've tried several different CRMs and RE Simply has been the absolute best. RE Simply tracks your KPIs, does automatic follow-ups for you, and even records incoming phone calls. The system is very easy to use, and honestly, it has more features than we even know what to do with. If you're looking for a great CRM, try RE Simply today. Click the link in the description below. Check it out now. Mm -hmm. So I noticed that you have a certification from IPEC. Uh, I've heard people talk about that program and how it's really great. We also have uh, NLP in common through empowerment, which I told you, you got to go to the next one because it's the best one. <laughs> how, how, what is your endorsement from IPEC? Like if you were going to say something about the organization, do you think it's something that someone like me should absolutely do if I was going to look into getting coaching later? Because it sounds like something, you know, if you're going to coach people one-on-one, -on -one, if you're going to do life coaching, if you're going to do business coaching, that it's something that you would think would be uh, more important. Yeah, I love IPEC and I'm I'm so grateful that I chose that as a coaching program. Um, I think if you're looking for a coaching program, you definitely want to go with the program that is accredited through the International Coach Federation because it's been like vetted out as a, a good program. But what I like about IPEC the most is that the energy side of, I guess, it's how it teaches because the the guy who created the program, Bruce Snyder, um, he also wrote a book called Energy Leadership. And it's about really just categorizing different perspectives and awareness levels and the way people show up. So it just helps your brain spot these different levels and like the, the energy behind it, not from a, a woo-woo perspective, but I believe more, I'm a science nerd. So I feel like really from like a scientific perspective. And when you can spot that energy in other people, you can shift it. And when it comes to coaching, it's always, it's never a resource issue. This is my belief that why someone isn't where they want to be, because you see people come from complete homelessness that are just killing it in their lives and creating amazing things and making great impact in the world. It's always a mindset thing that gets in the way. So the, the, another way of saying that is it's always an energy thing getting in the way where, when you think from those lower levels, the victimhood mindset, you're at the effect of light. Uh, uh, yeah. You're at the effect of life. It's the catabolic energy that's generating, that feels heavy, that's resistant. So that program really gives you words to use around that, um, to spot it in other people. And then you know what to do to shift that energy. So I think a lot with my clients, the reason why they're successful at making massive like changes in their life and going after their dreams and actually executing is because I know what to do to remove the blocks by asking, by spotting it, and then asking the right questions to help them move forward. And it gives you the tools to do that. So I would definitely recommend that. So, so when you say it's mindset, and I 100% agree, it's like all mindset. And I figured that out actually over time. And then I, I noticed myself even thinking in negative thought patterns. And I'm like, okay, 
is because of the way I'm viewing it. So when you're asking and you're questioning people through it, have you ever seen it where it just continues to go in a circle? Then you spot it and you're like, oh, there it is. And then you're trying to explain it to them. And then they go right back into the same pattern. You're like, dude, we're going to the same pattern. And then I literally, yeah. I'm like, okay, you're going from here. You're going to here. You're going to here. Then when I say it, now you go right back here. And then we just do it all and all again. How do you actually like relay that to the person in an effective way? Because I'm doing it by logic and like telling them and showing it. And then they just think that I'm like, now they think that I'm manipulating them in order to think this way. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not changing your thoughts at all. I'm just telling you what you're saying and giving you a mirror. So what's the most effective way to communicate their mindset back to them? Yeah. So that's what makes, why it's so difficult is because when you think about these different levels of mindset, we can just call it that when you are on the lower levels, which you're the, the story that you're giving an example of is someone being stuck and they're fixated on what's wrong or that lower level thinking. It's almost like you have blinders on because you need to go up and shift up to be able to see more. So we could tell that person all day long, like you should think this way. You should, it's just like someone who's complaining about their life. You could say, you should be grateful. I mean, look at all these great things happening and it's just not clicking. It's because their awareness isn't there to see gratitude or, or possibility because you don't see that until you get up to a higher awareness. So the thing that you can do is ask questions. So versus telling, you ask a question from a higher perspective and that causes their brain to think a different way and it opens up possibility. So I always say, instead of spoon feeding, it's like, think about it as like, you don't wanna be a spoon feeder. You wanna be asking the question. So then they're thinking of, you know, what they're thinking in that way of a higher thinking. So an example would be like, even just noticing that energy, gratitude, gratitude resides at a higher energy. So you could even asking the question, like, what is going well? What are you grateful for? What are you proud of yourself for? And that will shift the energy. Even if you feel like, well, I'm trying to get them to go a different route. It's the energy that you're working with. Hmm. So asking the questions from a higher energy that will cause them to think that way. Even saying like, what's the opportunity in the situation? Oh yeah, this didn't go the way that you wanted. What did you learn from it? Any of those kinds of questions that will start to, you'll see the shift in them. But, but the other thing I want to note too, is if someone's coming from a very low place of a victimhood mindset, and they feel like the, they're at the effect of life, that's a one on the scale. And there's seven levels. You can't go up to a five and be like, oh, well, what's the opportunity? Although you guys see the opportunity or you wouldn't be where you are now. Like your awareness is there. Theirs isn't. And it's too much of a, of a jump for them. If you just like, it's like way too much of a jump. So you got to baby step it. So one of those questions would be like, you know, like I said, what did you learn from this? That might be a better question because that starts at the three state versus a five and their brain can't do that big of a jump if they're too low. Got it. Yeah. Cause I go straight to reframing because I did yeah. that from sales, my sales background. I'm like, look, what you're saying, this very negative way of looking at it is true. That's truth. There's also truth over here that's really good and you're choosing to ignore. There's a lot of good stuff that happened and you're just straight yeah. ignoring. I'm using a sales example because I just had a conversation this morning. Basically, uh, one of our sales guys was complaining about a product. We're not the best offer, all this other stuff. I'm like, you're right. We're not the best offer. And guess what? Do you think that we are ever going to be? We're never going to be the lowest. We're never going to be the best. We're never going to be never. 
but you've also got closer than you've ever been. You created a relationship that you haven't created that would not have been there if you didn't have this product because you wouldn't have had a reason to talk to him. I'm like, so there's different ways that are all true. And you're choosing to look at it from a negative mindset and what you don't have, as opposed to everything else is being created in a good way. And so I guess I just go to straight to reframing and then they can't, they can't yeah. see it the other way. And so, yeah, I think this would be a lot more effective. Something that yeah. uh, I remember learning too, I've only mentioned it like one other time to Dakota was uh, Dr. Matt used with uh, NLP empowerment uses. Uh, can you think of another time when you had that problem Yeah. before, like mm -hmm. when you've had that problem before, but it actually they ended up going with us anyways, when they knew that we weren't the best possible offer money wise but they decided to go with us anyways. Okay. Well, this one, this one wouldn't work because it was yeah. Jacob and the financing. So mm -hmm. that was, what's hard for me too, is we haven't proven it that it's possible yet. So I'm just trying to help him see the other side, but yeah, that'd be or, very effective. Or, or even a different time just in his life Yeah. where, yeah. you know, he felt rejected, but it actually yeah. worked out for the better. Mm -hmm. Even if it, even if it didn't close, even if you didn't get the date, even if you didn't get something to work, can you think of another time where you ended up getting rejected and it actually ended up working for the betterment of you. And then when he starts reflecting on that, it'd be like, okay, well, so you have evidence that it, it can still be, you know, for the better or can still result in something that's ultimately for a better purpose, which is easier said than done. I fall into those negative thinking patterns sometimes too. And yeah, I forget to, I forget to ask myself these questions. Mm -hmm. So it's all about like, yeah, asking those questions. Um, sometimes you'll get it where that question, like Dakota was saying, might not work if they can't think back. But then like you did, Tony is like asking for a time when you felt the same way and you worked through it. So then that brain, their brain is getting evidence and you're doing the same thing. You're making their brain think. Another question that works well for some of those that are really stuck and focusing on the negative things is to say, like, I want you to think about somebody that you really admire. How do you think they would see the situation? What would they think? Or you can pin you can pinpoint someone else on your team and you could say, let's what's another way of looking at it? That's one thing you can say. And sometimes they're so stuck they can't think of that. If you notice they're like, I don't know, I only see it this way, then you might be like, well, what would how would Tony see it? How do you think he would see it in this situation? Mm. And then that causes because you could say, you know, I think this way, but again, then you're spoon feeding because you have have to make their brain think it themselves and that causes the shift in the energy that makes a lot of sense i like yeah. that. i think that's super valuable for for everybody and then that's going to be very valuable for for like just leadership in general because yeah what i'm doing i know is not working because <laughs> i'm like <laughs> dude i'm trying to describe it and i'm just like okay look we're going here we're going here we're going here and then you come i'm like dude this is not working so and then it causes you to shift down right dakota because then you're like frustrated because you're like come on like see it this way like duh you know but it's like where their brain is and just where their awareness level is is not causing that to happen so the only way the shift can be done is through a question Pulling data lists like vacant houses, mortgage foreclosures, and tax delinquent properties is important to direct to seller marketing. Batch Leads is the main platform where we store our seller's data and skip trace owners for their phone numbers, emails, and addresses. On other platforms, you end up having to pay twice for the same contact if you've already skip traced it. My favorite thing about batch leads is that if you skip traced a contact once, you never have to pay for that contact again. Batch leads has SMS texting campaigns 
direct mail marketing, and driving for dollars app integrated in a simple to use interface. Click the link below and try Batch Leads today. Yep, and for me, I try to give examples. So I'll just give you a really quick example. For me, I was like, okay, hey, look, I used to sell cars. There was another car for $22,000 that has more options. Then I have a $20,000 car that has less options. That's going to exist all the time. So what I do is I point out the good things about this car. The one that does is, uh, or I'm sorry, this one would be more expensive. It has, it's 22,000 and the one with more options is 20. So now like in their mind, they're looking at, I could get a better deal over here because I get more options for less money. So I point out anything that I can think of that's good because that's reframing. So, hey, mm -hmm. you're right. That one does have more options for a lower price, but this one over here is going to be more reliable. And I know you talked about reliability. And so I try to use that as an example of like, dude, do you think that every car on our on our lot is going to be the lowest price? No, absolutely not. There's going to be a lot of cheaper cars out there. Do you think somebody's still going to buy that car? Yes, it's going to be perfect for someone. And so for yeah. me, I reframe it. I try to explain it all and like use uh, analogies, examples, stories. I think it's helpful. But again, and he he comes basically at the end and he's like, you know what? I you know I think there's some stuff you agree with. I think you might be right. I'm like, dude, here's the thing. I know I'm right. Like because I've been through this a lot of times. Like I know a hundred percent. It's just hard to see whenever you haven't experienced it. So I'm trying to tell you examples that are maybe easier to understand. I feel like that was halfway effective telling a story and an analogy, but it yeah. does feel like it does come like you talked about the I and like, I do know I'm right. It comes across of like almost an egotistical where I'm now talking down and it feels like yeah. I'm putting myself in a superior position when I'm not meaning to. I'm just like, I don't know how to explain this in a way. So I'm just going to use how I know how. And yeah, I think this is going to be a lot more effective. So yeah, because the energy, even we, we really need to think about the energy that we're generating in our word choice, mm -hmm. because then that's going to build up resistance around them as well. Yep. So I love that you noticed that Dakota, because that's a big part of it is like, what energy are we bringing into the situation? I think that's my biggest opportunity. I would say in relationships too, because when my, in my romantic relationships, I'm very much, uh, the way that I talk to them is the way that I talk to myself and I hold myself to a very high standard. And I talk to myself and like very logic and I'm like, nope, that doesn't make sense. Here's why. And then again, it's coming from like, uh, that, that, that ego place. And I talk to myself like that, which like makes me perform at a very high level, but then it also holds everybody else to a standard. That's not really fair. And then I talk to them as if I'm over them. And I'm like, that's not what I'm meaning to do. I'm doing it out of love and I care and I see the potential in them, but it comes across as the exact opposite of what I'm trying to relay. And so, so yeah. I have a good example of that. Um, so what you're talking about there is what I would say a two on the scale. And the thing with the level two energy, it's actually a pretty high in catabolic, but that's the, a lot of people that generate that kind of energy. In fact, a lot of top leaders and organizations actually do generate a lot of that energy because it's a go-getter energy. Like you get stuff done. So that's the plus side of it. And it, at times it can serve us in our life. But if you're doing that constantly and you're showing up from that place all the time, it's also extremely catabolic. So it can cause destruction to your relationships and even through your own health. Like it just is causing a generation of stress. So that's something to be mindful of. But for me, there's a, there's an assessment that we have our clients go through. It's called the energy leadership index assessment. And you answer these questions and we just look at where these different levels are showing up in your life. And we really hone in on like, this is what two looks like. Tell me where this shows up. And that's basically what you're doing right now. Dakota is like, you're saying where it shows up for you. And then you're seeing opportunities to shift out of that. Well, for me, where my two energy showed up is it can be very critical and judgmental, and it can come from 
the standards we place on ourselves. And it can come from a place of love, but it doesn't look and feel like love. Mm -hmm. So for me, for example, one of my younger sisters uh, was smoking and just doing a lot of things that was like not healthy and just showing up in a way where I was just like, I had a lot of judgment around it, around she's a mom. And, you know, so when I would meet her, I would just be like, what, or I'd see her at family things. And I'd be like, what are you doing? Like, and I would always be trying to coach her and like, you should be doing this. And like, and she felt very criticized by me. And it was me showing up with that two energy. And I remember my coach saying to me, what would it look like if you showed up from a place of love? That's a four energy. What if instead of when you, when you saw her and I know you, you want her to change, you want her to be better. What if you just loved on her? What would you say? How would you show up? And I started really asking myself that question when I was around her and it greatly improved our relationship instead of her, like not wanting to talk to me at all, or I could tell just being really uncomfortable around me. It actually helped her change all her ways. Like she stopped smoking. She started getting healthy. And it was because I approached it from that higher energy place. But in my, with my own mindset and in my own crap, with her own triggers, with her own past, whatever it is, I was just showing up from the two and no one brought it up to me. But once it was brought up to me, that was the shift that I needed to happen to improve my relationship. I got one last question about this then. Uh, so what if the way that I believe like true love is, is like sometimes a little bit uh, brutal in a way because it's so true and honest. Is it just like the approach of how you do it? Because like, that's what I mean by the way that I talk to myself. I believe that like, the way that I'm the most loving to myself is when I'm the hardest on myself, when I'm not eating bad, when I'm working out, when I'm growing my mindset. And so again, you talk about that stress. I definitely feel that because I'm like, man, I hold myself to a very high standard whenever I'm not doing something to progress. I'm just like, if I'm sitting down at any time, I'm like, why the frick aren't you watching a video about self-improvement? Why are you not doing this? Yeah. And so then that does translate over. So what if the way that I believe that's love for me now I'm putting on other people. And so then that's like, if I answer that question, what would it look like if you came from a place of love? That is me thinking that I am, but it's not like translating very well. So what I would do if I was coaching you is I would say, what do you really want to happen? Mm. And you might say, oh, I really want to have to motivate this person or encourage them or make them feel loved or whatever. And then I will point out like, how is what you're doing leading to the result you want? And you'd be like, it's not, it's not. So what's another way of doing that? And then we might go back to our example that we talked about earlier. Who is someone else that you think is really effective at getting people to like move forward and create those, these results and you admire the way they do it. What do they say? What do they do? How do they show up? And so then the other deeper stuff there too, Dakota is like, Looking at, you know, a lot of our stuff goes back to, I don't know your childhood, but like a lot of our stuff goes back to what we've been taught around love. Um, and like even our, our view around like stories around, I have to work hard to create X result. If I don't work hard, I won't be X. There's some story running around there too, to check into, but I will say it served you at some point in your life, it served you. And it has served you and it's gotten to where you are now, but maybe now you're realizing, well, maybe this thought or this, this paradigm or belief right now is no longer serving me. And I want to shift up to a different level and, and run with that 
Yep. So that's something to think about too. Yeah, I know it serves me in a lot of areas and that's what I do know, but I know it's costing me in a lot of others. And so that's what I'm realizing. It serves very well in business and then it costs yeah. a lot of relationships. So trying to find the balance of that. So yeah, but yeah. Thank yeah. You. And what I'll tell you too, is like when you can get yourself into that higher space of a five energy, it's like this, we win perspective and opportunity focused mindset. You can create amazing results and success from that place. Um, as you shift up, because you're already doing it right now from the two state. But as you said, it will, it will cause destruction in other areas, just the nature of the energy, it'll cause you to be really stressed out, you to feel burnt, burnt out a generation of more of that, it'll affect your relationships. But if you shift up, it's like, what I like to show people is like, you can still because a lot of people that are holding on to that for whatever belief, they're afraid to kind of shift into those other areas and kind of let go because they've done so well from those lower places. Um, but you can, you can create success without feeling really stressed or without having to force it, without um, it causing destruction on your relationships and all that. We've We've sort of had this conversation like in the car on the way to Indianapolis before we were flying out, just talking about the difference or in, in the way that the energy feels, you could call mm -hmm. it masculine and feminine. And so it's like a, uh, empathy versus responsibility type conversation where it's like, Hey, you can experience love from each. And it sounds like your approach is more on the feminine or the empathy side, which then is kind of interesting because, uh, I noticed your, intentionalist Facebook group is primarily for women and uh, also some of your messaging too. Like I know somebody else who works with people on creating clarity around their message, getting on stages, that sort of thing. And uh, when I hear like somebody's going to help me come in and create clarity, I'm like, man, that sounds like a subjective word that like just makes me feel good. And that appeals to my feminine, but I'm more, I'm more strongly rooted in masculine. So what I want you to tell me is we're going to give you the best keynote. You're going to create yeah. more money than you've ever needed in your life. Your team's going to be working at a high level. <laughs> I'm looking for all the masculine messaging. So I'm wondering if that's either been subconscious for you or intentional with respect to creating the audience that you've got? Oh, that's such a good question. I'm so glad we're going into this. Okay. So the way that I see it is there's, so you can kind of see it, describe it as you said, like feminine or masculine, but I really like to think about this as catabolic versus anabolic. So the and catabolic really, energy. Can you just describe it a little bit more too? Cause like catabolic would be like a cat, you know, you're cutting or you're like tearing down an anabolic yeah. is another word that people use with steroids and it means growth. Exactly. So tearing down or growing, just so that the audience knows. Yeah. Anabolic is tearing down. Anabolic is growing. Yeah. So you can think about this as like catabolic means destructive. It means to break down. And it's very close. So if you think about cat on the scale, the catabolic energy. So if you imagine a ladder on the lower parts of the ladder, the one and two energy is more as more high in catabolic energy. And as you go up, it becomes more anabolic. So as we're asking these people, these very intentional questions, like inclusive language, things like that, that's a shift that's happening. They're going up in awareness. So the catabolic energy is close to the ego. So when you're telling me things like, I want to be the best, I want to win, I want to succeed. Y'all know that's part of the ego, mm -hmm. right? 
So that stuff that's of the cat the catabolic energy that's being generated. I'm not saying it's a problem that you go there. I say it's a problem if you stay there. If you're approaching life from that place, most of the time, I promise you it's going to cause destruction in your relationships and in your body. Just the way you feel, there's going to be a tenseness that you feel when you're walking around, a sense of like that underlying anxiety, like I got it, like you can't rest, you know, the pieces, because that doesn't happen until you get to the higher levels. So very intentionally, when I use my language, I'm trying to attract a certain client. And lately I've been, I've been attracting, I work with a lot of guys, actually. I didn't, I didn't know that until I started realizing more, listen to the podcast. And now I have a lot of one-on-one clients that are men. Um, but I'm attracting people that come from this place of like, when I say like, you want to do something to benefit your family, that's of a higher energy. So I use words that are attracting people from that higher place. Because what I find is if I start using language from the lower energy place, I will attract people that are very attached. There's a lot of attachment in those lower safe spaces. I got to be the best. I got to have this thing now. I need to. And it's like, when you start doing that, it actually causes a barrier, I believe, like to your success. I, I mean, maybe you're still creating success, but I, you'd create so much more success if you could come from that higher perspective. So I don't really feel like it's just like a men and women difference. I do feel like women do show up with a lot of that caring, nurturing energy, just like the way we're built. But I, I think it's a, a catabolic versus an anabolic difference as well. And you're going to resonate. So if some, if I'm generating a lot of anabolic energy, I'm going to be attracting people that, that also are on that same channel in the radio station. And if I'm generating a lot of that lower energy, I'm going to attract again, people from on that same channel as well. Well, we definitely attract a lot of bros into the office. (laughs) (laughs) Similar folks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely say that like the energy from the competitive energy, I I know a hundred percent. I have a lot of that. Um, Well, we'll get into that. Definitely attract a lot of guy, a lot more of the, uh, you know, competitiveness. I have shifted a little bit in the competitive. I actually was just talking to another guy about that this morning. I've shifted from my competitiveness because I came from sales and it came from car sales is very doggy dog is sink or swim. And that's kind of the way that I lived my life. And that's the way it has been in my life. My background really quickly was just, you know, I was in foster care. My dad was in jail a lot of his life. So, um, you know, it's more like, all right, I'm going to step up and I got to take care of my sisters. And so a sink or swim, you figure it out. And that happened mm-hmm. from, you know, five to seven. And so that is the way I lived a lot of my life. And it's definitely, again, benefited me in some ways, hurting others. The main thing with competitiveness, though, is uh, before it used to have to be, I'm going to win and then you're going to lose. Now it has shifted a little bit and expanded a tiny bit to where it's like, okay, I still want to win. I still like to win, but I also don't ever want to hold you back from what your potential is. So I'm going to teach you absolutely everything I know, and I'm going to continue to grow. So hopefully I'm teaching in arrears, which might still be why I'm causing this stress which we could talk about that actually, if you want, or the question that I really had when you were going through it, you said from a lower standpoint, you're going to have some success and you're going to create some success. And then you said from a higher anabolic or whatever that word was, you're going to create more success. And so the interesting thing that you're using is the word success. What does that mean? Yeah. So when you think about success, like I really think about it as it's about the way you feel like you can create amazing results. And feel like total crap doing it. Yep. And some of us are out there, we're doing that. You might see people that are very successful killing it when it comes to their business, when it comes to their numbers, but their relationships suck. That is not success. 
True success is feeling good about what you're doing and making an impact. That is true success. And I love that you pointed out your thinking around it, Dakota, and it makes a lot of sense. Like I would say, like I knew when you were talking about, I don't know your childhood, but I knew that there was some thought running that why it made it so strong, the way that you show up and how you hustle and how you work. And I can relate to that too, having a very neglectful childhood. And um, anyways, the point was, is that you, you talked about how you used to think about like this, I win, you lose kind of mindset. That is, we actually describe each level from an, like an I win, you lose, like there's a statement for each level. So the two that's very catabolic is an I win, you lose perspective. A three, remember as you're going up, you're shifting up to anabolic. A three perspective is I win. And if you win, it's okay too. So like you were saying, I'm still like, I still want to do well. I still care about my success, but now I'm starting to think about you a bit. Now a four is a you win. A lot of my clients that I actually attract have an issue with too much four energy where it's all about everybody else. And then they bounce to um, feeling burnt out. So there's that. So I like to shift people to a five and a five mindset is where you accept what has happened in your life. And it's a we win perspective. So you are trying to make it work best for everyone involved. You're always looking for opportunity. And that's the way that you show up. And it's a very charismatic kind of energy too. People like people who have a lot of we win energy. When I teach people negotiation, when it comes to, you know, getting a new opportunity, we always approach it from a five energy. I'm curious if you'd be open to, I want it to work best for both of us. The reason why we use those kinds of, that kind of language is because it doesn't cause the resistant resistance. Now, if I come at it from a two and I'm like, I want this, either you're going to do this or we're not going to have a deal. Ooh, that's going to build up resistance. So even thinking about it when it comes to negotiation, like where are we coming from? Because we're giving off an energy and what kind of energy do we want to receive back? If you want it to be harder and you want it to be a fight, then definitely show up from a two because that's how it's going to be. But if you come from a five around it, that's what I'm talking about. You're going to create success for yourself and it's going to feel good when you do it. There's not going to be a lot of resistance around it. And then six day is where you're in a state of flow where things actually, it's a we, it's we always win perspective. You believe your success is inevitable. You don't believe that you have to hustle. You have to fight to make it happen. You know that you will always be successful. And if something doesn't work out well in your life, it's only because it's meant to be that way. And your joy comes from within. So from that place, it's a really cool place to be because you like when people talk about manifesting and bringing things into their life and it's like, it's easy. And I know you've been at those states at some times in your life. You don't live at two all the time where it's like, you didn't even try hard. Y'all were laughing, you're having fun. And all of a sudden all these deals get done and you're like, what? That was easy. That's because like you were at that state. So I feel like if you can get yourself up there more, it's like, it really does feel so much more easy. There's less resistance up there. That's what, so that's what exactly what I was going to talk about, which is funny because in a sales environment, I use the same exact language that you're talking about. I'm more yeah. like, hey, uh, I mean, would you be open to this? Okay, no, you wouldn't. Okay, well, hey, no worries. We have this option. Would that help you? You know, no. Yes. Okay. Well, and then if it doesn't work, hey, if it doesn't work out, then that's not a problem. I'm just letting you know that, you know, I'm not looking for a lose win here. And that doesn't make sense for me. And if we if we don't make a deal happen, we can part as friends. And then again, like whenever it's in a relationship, then it feels like it goes to a different thing. So is it 
is it based on where you're at or is it usually based on like environment or because for me in a sales situation, sounds like I'm a five or a six every single time. Yeah. Like, like I'm going to do it. If it doesn't work out, I know I'm going to, I'm going to have unlimited, like literally unlimited. I'm not worried about my success monetarily or sales. I know I got it hundred percent, but in relationships, it feels like it's at the two that you're describing. Is that normal or? Yeah, because we as humans are always fluctuating and certain things trigger us into different states. Um, and it's also like based on our past experiences, maybe in that situation, it might also be like, there's other things that affect our energy, like physically, if we're sick, if we're tired, you might find that when you're tired, you're like hangry and stuff, you're shifting to the lower levels. You don't have as much patience. That might be a part of it. But for you, Dakota, I think it's because there's some um, underlying beliefs that happen when it comes to relationships and things like that, where you do feel like you have to show up from a place of two. So that's why that's showing up. Whereas in business side, you may be showing up from a five um, just because you're not so triggered in that environment for whatever reason. And also who you're around. If you got people showing up around you that have a lot of the lower energy, you will catch that energy, no doubt. You know when you're around people that are extremely negative, you shift down with them or you get frustrated with them. That's a common thing. Unless unless you've done a lot of work and you've been able to be at these higher levels where like, let's say you're at a six and your joy comes from within. If you've done a lot of work around that, that's a really cool place to be because you're not at the effect of other people as you would be when you're at those lower levels. Yeah, I've noticed myself be at those lower levels during relationship too, especially as the relationship starts to draw on longer and you have more time where you're just kind of like spending time in downtime or you start judging yourself for not sticking to your commitments or maybe you're sticking yeah. to commitments, but then you get resistance from your partner and it feels like an uphill battle. Uh, just wanted to relate a little bit to what Dakota was saying. And um, when I was doing some research on Angela, I, I saw your website. So it's just her first name and her last name there on the screen. If you're watching, if you're not watching and you're listening, it's www.angbarnard.com. The uh, work with me, after you put the slash in the work with me, that link's not working. So you need to fix that, Angie. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> but she's got lots of opportunities to work with her from her keynotes. She does a couple uh speeches on uh, creating your reality from your vision, four-step framework to create the results that you desire, igniting your influence, communication secrets for personal and professional success, and then a couple workshops on creating clarity, uh, clarifying your vision, and uh, energizing your workplace. Between that and the work that you do with podcasts, which, which avenue provides you with the most money? And which avenue that you work in provides you with the most purpose that you're like, when I do this, I, I'm lit up. I feel like I'm on, like God is speaking directly through me and I really feel alive. Which one gives you the most money? Which one gives you the most purpose? Oh, that's hard because I feel like they all do. And I really feel like, I feel like that's why I've designed it that way. Like I love the coaching and consulting mix of things. I really feel like I'm most in alignment when I'm speaking. And I feel like that, and teaching. I love to teach. As you can tell, we've been like learning all these things throughout this entire time. Um, so I think that my teacher side of me makes me the most money for sure. That's how I get paid for consulting or if I'm speaking, it's I'm speaking to teach. So I would definitely say it's that. Hmm. 
And then do you share like how much uh, it costs for all this stuff? I'm I'm honestly asking for myself, but I think the viewers can uh, benefit from it as well. How much is it to work with you? Like, let's say I wanted to go to a level five or be at a level five more in relationship and stuff. How much is like one-on-one -on -one coaching stuff like that? Yeah. So one-on-one -on -one coaching packages for me, they start off at $1,500 and that's about like three, it's like three months, like twice a month you're meeting and you have support throughout. Um, if you just, I think at the very least, if you're listening right now and you're like, this is really interesting to me and you really want to see what's holding you back, I would definitely recommend doing an energy leadership index assessment and then having a few coaching sessions after that to support you. If you wanted to do that, that's there's on my site right now, there's a 497 option. You do the assessment, you have an hour and a half debrief, and then you have two additional coaching sessions. And that's for us to really look at where's the catabolic energy showing up for you? Because I look at it this way, it's like you have a hot air balloon, right? And it takes a lot of hot air to raise that balloon up. It only takes a little bit of sandbags to keep it down. So if you got that showing up in your life, anywhere in your life, and this is your whole person. So if you can be like, yeah, it shows up in my relationship, but it's not my business. Like either way, you're a whole person and that catabolic energy is showing up and it's keeping you down from where you want to go. So the faster you can shine a light on that and the faster that you can remove that, you will see yourself benefit from that hands down and yeah. you'll feel good. And that's what it's all about, because who cares if you're creating success if you don't feel good? And also if it's affecting your relationships, that's the most important thing in your life. So you really want to get a, like, a hold on that and fix that area. Yeah, I would say everybody who's listening right now definitely needs to sign up for that. I mean, for 500 bucks to go through that sounds like a no brainer for everybody. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm definitely going to do it after we get off this. I'm a hundred percent going to uh, fill that out. Cause yeah, I think again, honestly, like my life is pretty good in a lot of different areas. Even my relationship, I wouldn't say they're bad. I just know that they're like, they're not, they're definitely not where they can be. And they're definitely not where I want them to be. It's not like, it's like, Oh man, I have horrible relationships. It's more like, no, I, they can improve. Um, and so that's what I'm excited about. And I'm excited for growth. And I know it's my biggest opportunity too. So yeah, I'll definitely be filling that out. I hope that everybody listening um, goes and does that too. Cause yeah, I think that's very, I mean, honestly, to me, it sounds very cheap uh, for, for what cheap. you get. So. <laughs> it's a special right now. And it really is cheap. If you were going to go to someone else and do it, you would definitely see the difference in the pricing. But the reason why it is like that is because I just, and I come from that place of like service, like I, if you can, I'm going to be blessed by that. Like you can walk away with something that's cheap, but I know it'll come back to me like in some other way, in some other collaboration and something like that. But I'm so proud of you, Dakota. I'm just going to say, because I watched you even during this entire time, like notice some things in you, like where that was showing up in your life. And you were like, I'm going to do something about this. Yeah. And you can see where it was affecting you. So I just want to honor that. And I hope that anyone who's listening, like if you notice like, Ooh, maybe that's, my catabolic energy is showing up here. And this is the thing, you know it, even if I didn't describe it clearly, you know how it feels. If you feel some resistance in your life, some um, tenseness, some doubt, any of that stuff showing up, underlying anxiety, you're staying up late at night, you got things running in your mind, that is the catabolic energy showing up. And it doesn't just go away. Like you need to like have someone work with you to re release that and start to think in different ways. So thank you all so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we have a couple more just uh, final questions for you, and then we will uh, we'll wrap this thing up. But yeah, thank you. You want to go into the final final question or yeah, final question? Okay. <laughs> so we'll we'll give you this one. This is one that we give to almost everyone on the podcast, and it's the legacy question: How you'd like to be remembered? 
And so fast forward, let's say that you live to 100, maybe you plan on living longer, let's do 120. <laughs> you're on <laughs> your deathbed, you're on your deathbed, this is your final message to the world, and it could be on a billboard, it could be a paragraph, it could be one saying, it is just your final message, and everybody would look at that and be like, that is Angie's message 100%, that's how she would have said it. It's your legacy message to the world, how you'd like to be remembered and uh, how, how would you, what would be your last legacy message? Oh my goodness. I don't know. I feel like, uh, I think in my own life, one of my own personal missions in life is to be an example of what's possible when you believe for more. And I want that for everyone else to be that kind of example of what's possible when you believe for more. And when you believe for more, that is of the higher higher energy and you're most connected to your source of power, whatever that is to you. So I would leave people with that as to be that example. Awesome. Uh, how can our listeners get a hold of you? Well, you said uh, you can go to my website. I'll fix the link that works. Work with me. So angebarnard.com. You can shoot me an email um, at angebarnard. Uh, wait, what is my email? Ange at angebarnard.com. Really, if you lose any, if you use anything, you could be like toad at angebarnard.com. It's going to go to me. So whatever word you'd pick at angebarnard.com, energy at angebarnard.com. That's the way that you can email me and we can chat about what is a good option for you. If you do want to like zoom in on your own energy and figure out what's getting in the way. Awesome. Do you have any last words for our viewers? Yeah. So one of the, well, I'll just say this. Um, if you want to intentionally design your life, which I know you do, or you would not be listening to the show, then you need to be intentional with your energy. That's the only way to do it. So I would highly recommend that you start zooming in and, and really noticing how your energy is showing up. And maybe you're creating success, but are you creating it from the place that you want to be creating that success? So before, and, before we get off, uh, what is your biggest struggle right now? Or how could we help? How can we help you? Oh, see, that's such a good high energy question. <laughs> anabolic um so my biggest struggle right now let me think here oh it's hard for my brain to go there um I mean truly like for me it's just trying to like I've been trying to figure out who's going to help support me around some of my endeavors so I've been very intentionally picking people to come on my team to help me around some new things that I'm creating um I think like you've already been helping me like even spreading the word around this work is really important. If there's even in the future, if there's any like event that we want to host together or collaborate on something, I would love to do something like that. Um, even if you guys choose to do some of this work with me, like around the, the assessment and really like understanding this and bringing it into your business around the levels and being intentional about the energy in your business, it would be really helpful for you to share the difference that that makes. And then if we can help any more people with that, I would love to do that. Well, it's the opposite problem of musical theater. You know, usually in musical theater, you need men. And when it comes to like the business and entrepreneurship space, when we start having events and things like that, we're going to need more female speakers for that feminine aspect. And so, yeah, we'll definitely invite you. Yeah, well, definitely. Not sure exactly when it's going to be, but we'll need you in the future. 
Yeah. And I have, after hosting this event for three days and I had to bring like 15 speakers in from like around the nation and set all the details up. Oh my gosh. Like it was so much freaking work. It was so worth it. After the fact, it felt very like rewarding and just to see the difference it made, but it takes a lot out of you for sure. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, sweet. Well, I look forward to working with you in the near future. Yeah. Same here. All right. Thank you guys. Yep. See ya. Bye. Bye.